Don't tell Brooklyn I took the door off the hinges this morning. <laughs> Don't tell her. That is my oldest daughter. She does not have a door right now. <laughs> that is a joke. Some of you never know if I'm joking or not. This is actually a door downstairs. Don't tell Sid. <laughs> How many of you have ever seen somebody do something before and you're like, man, I wish they would teach me how to do that. Has anyone ever seen someone do something before and you're like, man, I wish they would teach me how to do that? Well, it's happened to me a time or two, especially when I was younger, when it came to knowing some magicians. Any of y'all know any magicians? That you're like, man, they got to teach me how they did that trick. Like, I want to know. So there's actually one that I want to show y'all this morning. Can I do that? But I need the help of a kid. It's family worship. I need a volunteer. All right, come on up. Come on up. I'm going to disappear this handkerchief. You got to stand on this side, okay? You think I can do it? No? Think I can make this disappear? Are you sure? Watch it disappear. You ready? I'm going to put it in here. You watching? You sure? Hold on. All right. Blow right here. You ready? You sure? Did you blow good enough? Ready? Watch. That was impressive, wasn't it? You're wondering where it went. Do you, you want me to teach you how to do it? Yes? You don't want to know? After the service, find me, okay? And I'll teach you how to do it. Y'all give her a round of applause. Some of y'all are still watching me. You want to know how I did it. How many of you know that trick? Like, that's an old one. You know that one. Okay. Too cool for school. I see y'all. I see y'all. But yeah, there's things in life that when people do, you're like, man, like, I want to know that. Like, teach me how to do that. And what I find fascinating in scripture, as the disciples walked alongside Jesus, they saw him walk on water. They saw him calm a storm. They saw him raise a dead girl to life. They saw him heal people. They saw Jesus do all of these things. They didn't say, Jesus, hey, teach me how you do that miracle. Teach me how you raise that dead girl to life. The one thing that they asked Jesus above everything to teach them to do, they asked Jesus, Jesus, teach me how to pray. Would that be the question that you would ask Jesus if there was one thing that you walked beside him, 
Is that the one thing that you would have asked Jesus how to do? Jesus, teach me how to pray. Can I be honest with you for a second? I don't know if that would have been the question that I would have asked Jesus. Because walking on water would be pretty cool. If I knew a family member at that time who needed to be healed, man, I would have wanted to know, like, Jesus, just teach me how you did that. Because my grandmother's sick, my aunt's sick, whoever's sick, and I want to know, teach me. Teach me how you did that. But the one question they asked Jesus to teach them to do They ask him, Jesus, teach me how to pray. Does anybody else find that fascinating? Because I cannot get over that. Parents in the room, if your kids were to ask you one thing today, would it be, mom, dad, can you teach me how to pray? Grandparents in the room, your grandparents, Kids were to come over, would they ask you, teach me how you pray, Grandma? Teach me how you pray, Grandpa? Let me ask you this, parents. What are your kids asking you to teach them to do? What are they asking you? Man, teach me how to throw a football. Teach me how to have the best jump shot. Teach me, mom, how you played volleyball. What are they asking us to teach them? What are they? This is what it says in Luke chapter 11, verse one. This is not gonna be the main text this morning. But it says, one day, while Jesus was praying in a certain place, when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. Jesus, teach us to pray. Last night, parents, when your kids went to bed, did you teach them how to pray before they went to bed? Or did you just say, hey, good night, see you in the morning? See, as I've been preparing for this message, I've been convicted. And as I pray over my girls at night, I try to now give them an opportunity not only for me to pray, but for them to pray. Because the best way to learn is to actually put it into practice to actually do it, right? Because I know that one of the quickest ways that I can get a room silent these days is if I said, hey, can one of y'all open up in prayer for me? I don't think people are going to be standing on their chair, jumping up and down like, pick me, pick me, pick me. But what if the next generation coming up, we saw that 10 years from now, that they stood on the chairs and they said, pick me, pick me. I know how to pray because I've been taught how to pray. Maybe this generation coming up doesn't know how to pray because they haven't been taught how to pray. But what if we were the generation that is gonna pour into this generation coming up that teaches them how to pray? Listen, my mom, my dad modeled for me prayer. 
had people all around me that modeled prayer to me. But if I had to be honest with you guys, I don't know if I was ever taught how to pray. I never asked them, mom, dad, teach me how you pray. Listen, there was something different the way Jesus prayed that it wasn't just routine, it wasn't repetitious, like there was something different about Jesus and how he prayed. It was like this intimate, personal relationship with the heavenly father that I believe the disciples were intrigued. Like, this is like a conversation. This isn't something they're just checking off the box. And that's what I want us to have. If you have your Bibles with you still and haven't, toss them to the side. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 7. Jesus gives his disciples a model of how to pray in Matthew chapter 7. In his longest sermon ever recorded, which was about 15 minutes. So some of you are like, Hucks, wrap it up. Jesus can preach 15 minutes, so can you. You have two more minutes. It's not funny. (laughs) In Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, this is what Jesus said. He said, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock. And the door will be open to you for everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be open. So how do we pray? Well, Jesus shows us how right here. The first thing that Jesus encourages us to do is what? Ask. Make the call says, ask, ask, pick up the phone and ask, make the call. But you know, the greatest tragedy in life is simply the prayers that go unanswered because they went unasked. Y'all know that? The prayers that simply go unanswered because they just went unasked. What would happen if we ask? If we actually took the time to say, you know what? I'm going to ask God to do some things in my marriage. I'm going to ask God to do some incredible things in the life of my son, my daughter, you name it. What would happen if we ask? What do we ask Jesus over this past month as we've been in these days of prayer? What are we asking God to do in us, in our marriage, in our kids, in people around? Like, what are we asking? Have we asked God? Have we? Like, God expects us to ask. It says, ask, and it will be given to you. Have you asked for that million dollars yet? Just joking, just joking. Because many of you know you can be a stubborn male like myself and you've been somewhere before, whether you've been in your own house, you've been in the grocery store, and literally you would have found it 
if you just would have asked somebody. And I wonder the things that Jesus would answer in your life if you just would ask him. That you're trying to do on your own and you're not asking for his help. What do you need to ask God? God, right now, my marriage isn't where it needs to be and God, I need to ask you right now to intervene in the life of my marriage. Right now, God, I have a son, I got a daughter who is not following Jesus, and right now, God, I'm gonna ask that you would send someone their way to change them. God, allow me to be Jesus to them. What would happen if you ask? What would happen? My kids will ask me a bunch of stuff sometimes. They'll ask me this, Dad, can we go get ice cream? And I will say what? Come on. No. <laughs> but then they'll ask it a different way. Dad, you want to go get ice cream? Because I know you want ice cream. And then I'll say, yes. <laughs> They're just asking in the wrong way. They're asking with the wrong motives. Maybe you're not getting what you want because you're asking with the wrong motives. And even the brother of Jesus, James, in James chapter 4, verse 2, this is what James said in James chapter 4, verse 2. He says, you do not have because you do not ask. And when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. How are you asking? Maybe we're asking with the wrong motives, therefore, that's why we're not getting what we want. Because what we want is not according to God's will and God's plan. Maybe you need to ask yourself this question. If all your prayers were answered, would it change the world or just yours? If all your prayers were answered, would it just change your world or the world? Which one? Are you asking for things that would bring you glory or God's glory? Which one is it? What are you asking? But what if we started asking God, inviting him in when it comes to the things in life that, because we need him every single day. He says, ask and it will be given to you. What's the next one he asks us to do? I need, you, need your help. This audience participation, especially with family worship, kiddos. What does he say? Seek. 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 See, seeking is asking plus acting. Seeking is asking plus acting. What do I mean by that? Some of you could be here this morning and you're like, I need a J-O-B. And you could be at your house and you're like, God, I really need a job. God, I really need a job. God, I really need a job. And you're not putting any 
action, effort behind it, right? But that's what we do sometimes, right? When it comes to our relationship with Jesus and our own prayers. God, would you please just change my marriage? Would you please just change them? And my question for you is, what are you doing to change? What would happen if we started asking plus acting on our prayers? It would be like, hey, we need a drummer in the life of our church. And like, we need a drummer. And we finally got a drummer, but we didn't have a drum kit. But what if I said, God, we really need a drummer, and I'm going to believe that we're going to have a drummer, so I'm going to go out, and I'm going to put some actually action behind my faith, and I'm going to get the drum kit, believing that you're going to supply the drums because we really want drums in worship. Many of you know, and the kids in the room know, there's something that's coming up. There's this holiday called Easter. Y'all know the holiday Easter? Kids, it's about what? This is a test. About Jesus. That's good. That's what we want. I was waiting on one of the kids to say, the Easter bunny, and then everyone go crazy because you're like, that's, it's not about, not about that. It's not happy holidays. It's Merry Christmas. Like, come on, right? But if you go with me for a second, not only do we celebrate the resurrection during Easter, but kids have an opportunity a lot of times to hunt Easter eggs, and they seek after these Easter eggs. What if we sought the Lord through prayer like a kid seeks out an Easter egg during Easter. What would happen? How are we in our prayer time when it comes to seeking out the Lord? Because do we seek God in prayer as if something was lost and needs to be found? Something is lost and needs to be found. Jesus says there's areas of life that require more than asking. There must be seeking. There must be Searching, must be. So he not only says ask, he not only says seek, but what's the last thing he says? He says knock. Y'all are still awake. I love it. Still awake. Ask, seek, knock. Where have you... Where have you stopped knocking? Where have you stopped knocking? I did this thing this year for our girls for Christmas. Instead of them getting... I want to keep you on the edge of your seat this morning. It falls, it falls. And get another door. You ready? 
I did this thing for the girls this year for Christmas. And instead of giving them gifts, we got Bush Garden season passes. So I'm not joking. I think it's every single day. Every single day. Dad, can we go to Bush Gardens? I'm like, you have this thing called school? And Bush Gardens, Monday through Thursday, closes at 5. So by the time we got in the car after school, they're closed. That's why I bought these season passes. <laughs> they're asking me, asking me, asking me, asking me, asking me. Well, eventually, eventually, after they asked me time after time after time after time, I said, this is what I'm going to do, Chrissy. I said, I am going to take them on a Friday because on Friday they actually close at 9. I'll pick them up from school and we'll go to Bush Gardens for three or four hours and we'll come home. So finally I said, the girls, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to pick you up from school. We're going to go to Bush Gardens. And they were ecstatic. <laughs> I'm like, praise God. <laughs> so I thought, man, <laughs> They're not going to ask me ever again after I did that. Like I was done with it. What do you think they did the next day? They asked me again. I'm like, be quiet. <laughs> Go to your room before I take the door off the hinges. <laughs> but what did they do? They knocked. They knocked. They kept knocking until the door was open or till they realized, okay, God, you're closing this door. I'm not going to ask again. Or maybe I'm asking with the wrong motives. But, man, they kept knocking. Like, what would happen if we kept knocking when it came to our marriage, when it came to our kids who didn't know Jesus, when it came to our relationships with people who did not know Jesus? What would happen if we kept knocking? What happened? Many times I really believed the door would be open. And I'm kind of glad maybe the door would get knocked down. That was a God thing, wasn't me? That's what I was going to do. Are you ready? But this is what Jesus told his disciples, even in Luke chapter 18, verse 1, he said, Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. The day we stop knocking is the day we're giving up. When we stop knocking, when we stop knocking, we're saying, I give up. I don't want us to give up. See, knocking is asking plus acting plus persevering. It's all three of those things together. We're asking him, we're acting, plus we're persevering. We're going to do anything and everything until he opens up the door, until something changes. We're going to keep knocking. See, prayer knocks until the door opens. Prayer knocks until the door opens. There's a reason why he says, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open to you. These are not things that he will not follow through on. This is Jesus speaking here and saying, ask me, seek me, knock 
and the door will be open. Everyone, not just some people, it says everyone who asks receives and who seeks finds and him who knocks, the door will be opened. Results happen. Results happen when we ask, when we seek, and we knock. I asked you before, but I'll ask you again. Am I praying, am I praying for people to come to know Jesus like my life depends on it? Am I? So we need to pray for it, be consistent in it, and be persistent in it. What would happen? What would happen? See, some of you are like, man, nothing's changing. Nothing's changing. I'm doing all three of those. Nothing's changing. Listen, maybe the changing didn't need to happen around you, but it needed to happen in you. A lot of times when we pray, the changing doesn't need to happen around us, but it needs to happen inside us. But I'll end with this as Shane and Brian come up. I just want to end with this. Some of you might wonder, like, why should I ask? Why should I seek? Why should I knock? Why? Here's why. His sermon that he keeps going on, he's in about, you know, his ending point right here. He's coming to the conclusion of his message in his little 15-minute sermon on the mount. And in verse 9, this is what he says. He says, which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? It's like when my girls ask me, hey, can we go to Bush Gardens? I said, nope, here's some black licorice. Like, I would never do that to them. He says, if, for, if he asks for fish, he gives him a snake. Verse 11, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? If though I'm a sinner, their earthly father will give them good gifts, how much more will their heavenly father in heaven give them good gifts? Listen, he's already given us the best gift. He's already proven how he gives us the best gift because he gave us his only son to die on a cross for us. He's already given us the best gift already. And I, I've been able to sulk and just sit and wait in this passage because I had the opportunity to try to pull off the surprise of a lifetime for my girls. Some of you are like, you spoil them to death, but an early birthday surprise for my oldest. We got a chance to take her to Disney this past Friday, and I just could not wait. Like It was like three weeks of a secret inside of me because some friends of ours blessed us with being able to do this, and man, I just couldn't wait. So Thursday night, we get home from date night, and I had this bag, and they were going to pull out of this bag these Mickey Mouse t-shirts. They're going to pull out of this bag, and they pull these Mickey Mouse t-shirts out of this bag, and they're going crazy. This is the best birthday ever. I can't wait to go to Disney World. My dad is the best dad ever. I'm like, I know, I'm the greatest dad ever. <laughs> and I just paused for a second. And I thought to myself, I 
a sinful earthly father was able to give my daughters this gift. But can you imagine the gifts that your heavenly father wants to give you if we would just ask him, if we would just seek, if we would just knock? They would be so much better than Disney tickets. Can you believe that he wants to heal your marriage? Can you believe that maybe you're here, you're sick, and man, he could actually heal you? Can you believe for a second that your son, your daughter, who doesn't want anything to do with Jesus, he can in a moment turn their life around? He wants to give the best gifts because he is the best gift. Every good and perfect gift comes from him. What would happen if we asked, we seek, we knocked in our prayer life? Change us like never before. Let's pray. Heads bowed and eyes closed. Maybe you're here this morning. You haven't prayed the greatest prayer, the greatest ask that you ever could ask. And that's for God to forgive you of your sins and for you to turn from your sins, to confess him as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Maybe you're here, you do not have a relationship with Jesus. You never ask God, God save me, change me. You could be seven all the way to 80 this morning. You don't have a relationship with Jesus. If that's you with heads bowed and eyes closed, I just wanna pray for you. If you do me the biggest favor in the world and just raise your hand. Anybody here, you're saying, you know what? I don't have a relationship with Jesus. Don't wanna miss one hand, whether you're in the balcony, on the floor, you say, you know what? I don't have a relationship with Jesus. I see that hand in the back. Anybody else? Say, man, I don't have a relationship with Jesus. I want a relationship with Jesus. Are you right where you sit? You don't have a relationship with Jesus, whether you raised your hand or not. Just pray to God right now and say, God, this morning, forgive me of all my sins. I turn from my sins and I turn to you. Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for my sins and that you rose from the grave. Jesus, this morning, save me, change me. Maybe you're here this morning as you sit and maybe you just need prayer. You've stopped asking, you've stopped seeking, you've stopped knocking. And you just want me to pray for you. If that's you, if you could just raise your hand. I just want to pray for you if you're here. Man, you stop asking, you've stopped seeking, you've stopped knocking. I see those hands. I see them. I see them. Jesus, this morning I pray that we would be a church, that our worship services would turn into prayer times, that we would believe that you are a God who gives the best gifts, that you're a God who wants to answer our prayers that you're a God who can turn anything around. God, I pray that we would continue to be a church that asks, seeks, and knocks. God, we love you, and I pray all these things in the name of Jesus and all God's people said. This morning as we close out our service, this is what I want us to do. We're gonna sing this song, Good, Good Father, maybe an older song that we haven't sang in a while, but I want us to believe that he's a good father. He's a great father. 
He's always been a great father. He's always going to be a great father. But what I want us to invite us to do, maybe you have something that maybe you and your spouse need to pray about. Students, maybe something that God has laid on your heart. Whoever you may be, I just want to invite you to let you know the front is open. And I want to encourage you to come up front and pray. Pray for something. Pray for someone. I just want to encourage you to pray. Ask. Think of the prayers right now that are going unanswered because they are simply going unasked. May we ask, may we beg, may we knock, may we plead this morning. May I invite you to stand to your feet, sing, and respond with how the Holy Spirit leads you to respond. thousand stories of what they think you're like, but I heard the tender whisper of love in the dead of night, and you tell that you're pleased and that I'm never alone. You're good, good Who I am.
just going to be quiet as these are still praying here and there may be some of you that still want to come we're very thankful God's word is powerful isn't it God's word is powerful Mike thank you for this morning and challenging us there's so many times I think we pray and we refuse to continue to pray knocking on the door as God calls us to knock and knock and knock I know there are things in my life that I've prayed about for years and years Listen, sometimes, and he said it, sometimes it's not what's going on on the outside. Sometimes it's what he's doing on the inside. God is faithful and we can be, he can be trusted. He's a good father. Um, about a month ago, we tore a building down over here. And I told you that there were some other things that were happening and it's getting ready to happen here in this next week. It'll start. And it's going to take us probably about six or eight weeks to do that and we were sitting down as we were getting the schedules this past week on the renovations on the second floor on this side in our children's environments and downstairs. And uh, as, as we were looking at it, I thought to myself, we're going to have to have some help. And so I'm going to, I'm going to knock today. And uh, that knocking is that we need some people that would be willing to help us. Uh, it's going to be at various times. We don't really know to the extent. We just know there's going to be things that have to be moved back and forth. And I was looking at just the, the scope, and I thought there's no way staff can do this on our own. We're going to have to have help with everything that's happening. And maybe you've got some extra time you can volunteer and serve. Man, what I'm going to ask you to do today uh, is I'm going to ask you to text the word MOVE, MOVE, uh, to our text line at 352 358 7770. Text that word MOVE. Um, and there, if you'll just give us some information, we're going to help coordinate everything that's happening. Um, but there are going to be times, and there are going to be different times based on what's going on, and we can't really tell you up front. We just need a list of people that say, if I'm available, I just want to make myself available. So, um, and there, you, you may say, well, I can't do this, but I can do this. Sherry has provided an outline of of opportunities. And if you'll just fill that out, just say, hey, I just want to let you know that I just want to make myself available. It'd be really helpful to us. If not, we're going to have to hire it because I know there's no way we can get it done. But if you're available, that would help serve us and help serve our body as we walk through this time uh, and save some extra resources. And this is being done because of your faithfulness. We're able to do this because of your faithfulness and your tithes and offerings. And for that, we're so gracious. Uh, but if you would just be willing to fill, to let us know if you can help, and then we'll communicate with you. This, just the closing up thing, I just, I want to take us back to reminding, we're down to the, to the last few days of 31 days of prayer. 
And I'm just looking this morning as I was praying, Lord, would you give me a heart of joy and peace as I walk with you? I don't want to miss out on what God has in store because I fail to knock. Amen? I don't want to miss out on that. There's a couple more days that's left. If you don't have one of our cards, hopefully we have some out there, but we're, it's on social media. But it's just been 31 days for us as a group to corporately pray, personal application as well as corporate application. As you leave today, as you leave today, the challenge is, God, how will you use me in this world so that the world may come to know you? Coming together and gathering is one thing. It's another thing. But now you're being sent into the mission field. May we be faithful with what God has blessed us with because he's blessed us with a lot. Father, I pray that as we walk out these doors, Lord, that we would be your mouthpiece, your hands and feet to this world. Thank you for the message that we've heard from your word today. And it's your word that's challenged us. Father, may we be willing to ask and seek and knock and continue knocking. Thank you for the privilege of gathering as your, as your family. And Lord, now we walk out these doors to have an influence in this world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.